Wake up, West Georgia. It's time for the podcast powered by Coffee and Mountain Dew. The Morning Five with Bryce Sparling and Billy Lindahl. Good morning, West Georgia. Welcome in the Morning Five podcast. Today is Tuesday, October 25th. And today, the podcast, as always, presented by the Parian Lawyers. Nobody wakes up thinking, man, I hope I hire a lawyer today. But hey, life happens. Don't call one of those big law firms with overused slogans and thousands of billboards. We have a top-notch law firm right here in West Georgia. The Parian Lawyers with offices in Carrollton and Bremen. Personal injury, workman's comp, and everything in between. Find them at callcadenow.com. That's C-A-L-L-C-A-D-E-N-O-W.com. Local lawyers, catchy slogans, a few billboards, big results. Billy, today is National Greasy Food Day. I'm all in. I love me some greasy food. Billy, I don't know if I've ever ran into any greasy food that I didn't like. <laughs> I, I seriously, I can't tell you like greasy fried food. I, I'm not a big fan of fried chicken, uh, but outside of that, dude, just about every single greasy fried food. Sign me up for that. You know, it sounds really good right now. And I, I guess it's just because it's six in the morning and, it, you know, just thinking about this. What's that hit me with it? Some chili cheese fries. Oh, oh, yeah. I am down with that, man. Now, you don't, you don't like spicy stuff, right? No, I'm not a big fan, no. So I sprinkle a little jalapenos on top okay. of my chili cheese fries. Yeah. Just kick it up just a, just a bit. God, that sounds good right now. Did, have you ever had a Frito pie? Yeah. Oh, dude, those are... I know that's not... I, well, I guess it's greasy because it has chili on it. Chili gets greasy sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Uh, Oh man, I am I am so down with that. Hundred percent down with that. Two two good days, two good food days to start yeah. off the week. Yesterday, bologna and uh, Jamaican jerk day. Today is National Greasy Food Day. Honestly, there are some great great food days coming up as well. The entire week, it's it's an entire week of great food days. It's a good thing for us. That's right. It gives us something to talk about. We love food. It's the way to start your day. Talk about food, uh, Billy. Another way to start the podcast. Let's talk about the AP Top Ten. Uh, UGA at one and Ohio State at two. Yeah. I don't have any problems with those. Do you? No, I think that's kind of where we are going to be sitting for at least a couple more weeks. Um, Ohio State has Penn State this week, which will be a challenge for them. Um, will be well, probably one of the biggest challenges that they've had all season long outside of Notre Dame. UGA has uh, the world's largest outdoor cocktail party this weekend and then Tennessee next weekend. So the next two weeks for Georgia will tell the tale of how things are going to go for Georgia, in my opinion. Because right now, after that, it, it gets easier, I think. Yeah. Right now, Ohio State's a 15 and a half point favorite against Penn State. Uh, I will take that all day long. All day long. Yeah. Yeah, and I think Georgia's a 23-and-a-half-point favorite, which is the most it's ever been in the cocktail party. It's come down one point, but still 22-and-a-half. That's a massive, that's a huge number, number man. That's ah. insane. The bad thing is, yeah, it's probably going to be a 22-and-a-half. <laughs> that's probably about right, yeah. And they opened at, what, a 15-and-a-half favorite, I think, or 13-and-a-half, somewhere yeah. around, there, around there? Yeah, so that, that number has just grown. I, it, if you force me to bet, I would take Georgia in the 22-and-a-hook right there. <laughs> No joke. 
Uh, like Matt Ridway say, though, don't bet on rivalry games. Uh, three through five is Tennessee, Michigan, and Clemson. Clemson got a first place vote, Billy. What's that all about? It's a joke. It's an absolute joke. Um, the the guy who voted for them was John Wilner. Oh, yeah. Old John Wilner. Yeah. Household name there. News. Uh, he had Clemson first. His top four was Clemson, Tennessee, Georgia, and Ohio State. Okay. Okay. Uh, all right. Yeah. Just okay. whatever, dude. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Nothing I've seen from Clemson this year tells me they're a top four team. I don't even think they're. A, I don't even know if they're a top ten team. Honestly, I, it's, they they don't they don't look good. They don't look and good, and the only reason they're they're going to win the ACC. They're going to get into the CFP. I said this three weeks ago, and you thought that I was crazy. There's no one that's going to beat them in the ACC. No I one. I'm still holding out faith that they will not win the ACC. Um, I think because I just don't want to see them in the playoffs again and get boat race. That has nothing to. But, but I guess do we're you, getting. Do you think over. Syracuse can beat them in the ACC championship? I don't know. Syracuse didn't beat them last week. Yeah. Or, uh, was it last? Yeah, week? it was last week. It was last week, right? I'm pretty sure yeah. it was last week. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it was because that was one of my locks. I, you know what? I'm, I'm gonna, get, I'm gonna say they're not gonna get in the CFP, but they're fifth for now. Uh, six through six through ten: Bama, TCU, Oregon, Oklahoma State, USC. Yeah, I think that's probably fair. Uh, Bama at six, TCU has jumped up a lot. Oregon after their big win, Oklahoma State. Um, did they drop? <laughs> I believe Oklahoma State dropped, and I think they were off last week. No, they won. They won against. Um, uh, it was Texas, wasn't it? Did they beat Texas last week? Um, I thought that was somebody else. You might be right. Yes, they beat Texas 41 to 34. Why did I yeah. think that was not Oklahoma State? Yeah, so o- Oklahoma State's only loss of the season is to TCU, who's ranked higher, and TCU is undefeated at the moment. Or no, they have one. They, yeah, the TCU is undefeated. Yeah. And you see USC at 10. I mean, that makes sense after their loss. So. It is what it is, right? Yeah. And I like I like Oregon up there, too. Um, I think everybody forgot about Oregon after that UGA loss, which deservedly so. Uh, but that's after that. So, yeah, that's the only that's the only foot they've put wrong all year. Oregon's came back and starched every opponent. So, you know, it, yeah, I don't I don't have anything massively. I don't have anything massively wrong with that AP top 10. I pretty much pretty much agree. The top four is all that matters. And UGA, Ohio State, Tennessee and Michigan right now have separated themselves from the rest of the country as the top four uh you can you can jumble those up however you want to you know make a make a matchup right now it'd be uga versus michigan a repeat from last year uh and ohio state tennessee i'd love to see that man ohio state hadn't played tennessee and i I don't know i I don't know if ohio state's played tennessee since i can remember honestly and and i've been watching ohio state since 98 so can i interest you in another top 10 yeah hit me up what you got? Joel Platt. Okay. I know that you're not a fan of his, but nope. you usually you usually disagree with his top ten. I brought this up to you yesterday, and you thought it was pretty straightforward. Um, this one, he has Ohio State one, Tennessee two, Georgia three, that team up north four, Alabama five, Clemson six, TCU seven, Oregon eight, Oklahoma State nine, and Utah ten. Yeah, I don't. I don't have a very massive issue about that. Um, you know, I, I, Ohio State, Ohio State at one. 
the top four are fine, honestly. That's all you got to really matter. It doesn't matter who's one. Doesn't matter who's two. None of that matters. Um, right. So yeah, yeah, I can I can get down with that from Joel Klatt. Uh, and the last time Ohio State, Ohio State and Tennessee have only played once in the entirety of both of their programs, which is mind blowing. That you Ohio State lost to. Yeah, nineteen ninety six. Yeah. Tennessee, Tennessee beat them twenty to fourteen. Uh, yeah. Ohio record against the SEC is not great. That's crazy. That's crazy to think that they have only played once in the history of both programs. Yeah. Huh. That's interesting. Uh, Billy, let's move on to some fun with audio. Yeah, uh, we got some. Uh, we, you got some. You got some good ones for us this week, man. So this one, okay, live TV, guys. Again, this is all on live TV. This is what's so great about this. A couple of um, guys doing college football, and one of this was, you know, one of them were just a fan of corn dogs. We got. Oh my gosh! Talk to me, dirty corn dogs. Are we on? Flip the field back at it here in the second. <laughs> Talk to me, dirty corn dogs. <laughs> and, and folks, the these corn dogs were not your normal run-of-the-mill corn dogs. These are about two-and-a-half-foot-long corn dogs. Massive Nathan's, you know, two-and-a-half-foot-long corn dogs breaded. They did look – I thought it was a breadstick at first, but they were, in fact, corn dogs. Talk dirty to me. Corn dogs. I am all in for that one, baby. Oh, it was it was funny hearing him say that and then just watching the audio or watching the video too was just kind of funny too. But are we on? Are we on? <laughs> that was the best part of the talk dirty to me, corn dogs. Are we on? <laughs> this next one, um, it's just something you don't really hear very often um <laughs> on TV when you talk about football. For Christian Wood, who's laying the wood on the Suns in a huge way. Christian Wood. Me, it was basketball. I apologize. I have Christian Wood laying the wood. Oh, the old wood layer. That guy, that announcer knew exactly what he was saying as soon as it came. He he preeminently thought about that. Thousand percent, he knew exactly what he was going to say. That's just, how do you how do you lay the wood in basketball like that? That reference doesn't even that doesn't transcend. Like it, that's fine if you want to say that in football. You know he's laying the wood. That that's, that term is used a lot. That's why nobody I, uses that term in basketball. That's when I when I thought about the audio. Yeah, yeah, cause, yeah, because that's where you usually hear that term is in football. But he said it in a basketball game. When I have never heard that term in a basketball game, lay in my entire wood. life. Bless it, man. <laughs> Lay in the wood in this basketball. Final, this final one, and I hope Bryce has gotten this edited. Um, <laughs> Marshawn Lynch is just a national treasure. I'm from the Bay Area, but when I look around the stands and I see that these motherfuckers, I mean, these stands, how they were when we were here, that kind of got me on tilt. I ain't feeling that, but. So if it's some California Golden Bear fan, they need to start packing out this uh, this stadium. <laughs> that was not edited on live air. That was on live TV on ESPN, unedited. Marshawn Lynch just went. Marshawn Lynch did Marshawn Lynch things. I, I mean, 
you put him on live TV, and what do you expect to happen? The Manning cast did the exact same thing earlier this year. Marshawn Lynch is Marshawn Lynch a thousand percent of the time. He's he's just who he is. He's MFers, and then he like legitimately realized what he did first, and then and cursed two seconds later. And he didn't even realize it the second time he did it. Oh, he's like, oh, <laughs> this one's just all right. Yeah. As, yeah. Well, he was, oh, his face is, folks, if you haven't seen the video, go watch the video. And Marshawn Lynch's facial expression after he realized that he said MFers <laughs> was hilarious. It was, it was so good. But I mean, he said MFers on live TV. And then, then you're like, oh, oh. And then his facial expression was awesome. A, oh. Yeah, that was that was great. I mean, it's Marshawn Lynch. What do you expect? You put him on live TV. This is what you get National right here. Treasure. He's Marshawn great, Lynch. man. I love that guy. I thought he Billy, was- let, yeah, let's let's get to some uh, state volleyball and softball previews. We have we have some uh, massive matchups coming up this week. Uh, two tonight. Volleyball are tonight, but we'll preview those in the Stump It Games and Events calendar later on in the podcast. Uh, softball matchups. These are all going to be on Wednesday. 27 and 7 Bremen will face 27 and 14, or excuse me, 27 and 4 Harlem on Wednesday. Uh, no like opponents. Harlem outscored their opponents in the Super Regionals 23 to 2. Bremen outscored their opponents in Super Regionals 25 to 7. Bremen is 5 and 0 against teams who have won their Super Regionals. They were 2-0 against Hurd, 2-0 against Villarica, and 1-0 against Bowden. That is an amazing record right there. Uh, yeah, Freeman played their best softball against teams that were really good softball teams. So That's a good time to play your best softball. That's, yeah. that's a good time right there. No joke. So we'll see how uh, this works out. Bremen, like I said, Bremen ended up being the three seed in that region, which is shocking to me. I don't know how that happened. Um well, I mean, they did lose seven games. So when you when you lose seven games, you're going to end up being a three seed. But at the same time, when you look at what, where you are, Bremen's, Bremen's dangerous, man. Oh, yeah. I really feel it. I, it. Yeah, if I had to put money on this bracket, Bremen would definitely be one of my uh, one of my favorites. So they three of the losses came outside of the region. They were 10 and four in the region. Um, yeah, it seems crazy that, that, that they were a three seed. But hey, it doesn't matter now. <laughs> They're in the Elite Eight. Uh, Bowden, 20 and 7, will face 23 and 5, Emanuel County Institute, ECI. Uh, no like opponents. ECI went 3 and 0 in Super Regionals, outscoring their opponents 30 to 3. Bowden also went 3 and 0 in Super Regionals, outscoring their opponents 24 to 1. ECI has only lost one game in the past two months. So Bremen has their work cut out for them. Uh, or, excuse me, Bowden has their uh, work cut out for them. I. I don't know if Bowden was one of those teams at the beginning of the season that people would have kind of bet on to beating Columbus in the Elite Eight, uh, but keep battling, man. I mean, they they look good in Super Regionals. Uh, and they're they're a tough team to take down. No, I, I don't think anybody would have thought at the beginning of the season, but they have definitely made a just hot at the right time. Look at what the Philadelphia Phillies have done. Yeah, you know they yeah. they won eighty seven games this year, and they've gotten hot at the right time, and that's all that matters. Yeah, that's a whole nother issue that I have problems with. Imagine that. Yeah, but I mean, you look at you look at Bowden's past couple of uh past couple of weeks. I mean, since about middle of September, they've lost one game, and that one game was to Bremen, who we just talked about. So, mm-hmm. yeah, Bowden Bowden has caught fire at the right time, uh, and I'd like to see them get a win. Keep going, keep going, and. 
uh, State. 20 and 5 Central will face 21 and 4 Wayne County. No like opponents. Wayne County went 3 and 0 in Super Regionals and outscored their opponents 25 to 12. Central went 3 and 0 in Regionals and outscored their opponents 23 to 3, including three or excuse me, including two shutouts, Billy. Central went 13 and 2 in the region. They averaged 7.4 runs per game and averaged holding their opponents to 0.73 runs per game in 15 region games. Billy, in 15 region games, they only allowed 11 runs. That central defense is absurd. Yeah, and the pitching has been lights out for Central, which is absolutely awesome and exactly what you need in softball. Um, When you have a stud pitcher on you know, in the circle, that's that's all you need in in softball, and just give me a few bats too. Yeah, you know, yeah, <laughs> yeah. When you're when you're averaging uh, over seven runs per game and allowing less than a run per game, that's a recipe for success right there. Yeah, no joke. And that, so, I talked with coach last night, and they're ready. They're ready to go. And this will be their uh, second state championship in a row, right? Yes, and right. uh, the, the really funny thing about that is, is if you look at the Georgia High School Association's uh, state championships, the previous three winners before Central were Heritage of Catoosa, which is in their region. Oh wow! So it's like that same Battle region that won the past four years straight, and possibly five. Yeah. Speaking speaking of teams that have won uh, back to back state championships, Heard County goes for three in a row. They're twenty two and ten on the season. Social Circle is 22 and 6. They play Wednesday. No like opponents. Social Circle went 3 and 0 in Super Regionals, outscoring their opponents 27 to 9. Seven of Herd's top 10 losses are to teams that are still playing in the state championship. So, seven sense. of their seven of their 10 losses have come to teams that are in the top 8 in their division. So, sort of like their football team, Herd County softball team schedules very very hard opponents outside of the region. Uh, Heard went 8-0 in the region, 3-0 in Super Regionals, averaged 10 runs per game in those 11 games, and they were averaging giving up 1.2 runs per game and didn't allow a single run in Super Regionals. Yeah, that makes sense. Considering what Matt Hornsby does down in Heard County, 1,000% makes sense. They have got some absolute sticks down there swinging, man. The, the yeah, videos that I've seen are the Heard County uh, girls softball team – Dude, just launching moonshots over the fence. They got some. They got some bats. They got some absolute fantastic bats down there. Uh, and the last uh, softball we have in the state playoff preview is twenty-eight and five Villarica versus fourteen and fourteen Northgate. Heard County is the only like opponent. Both of them lost to Heard County. No surprise there. Northgate lost ten to six, and Villarica lost sixteen to five. Northgate went three and zero, or excuse me, three and one in Super Regionals, outscoring their opponents thirty to ten. Villarica went three and zero in Super Regionals, outscoring their opponents thirty-one to nine. Of Villarica's five losses, uh, or excuse me, of Villarica's uh, losses, all five came to teams that are still playing. So the only time Villarica lost was to five teams that are still playing in the state in the state tournament, much like Heard County. Well, not any, well. Three of the five are still playing right now what you have because huh? they they lost to Carrollton. excuse me yeah three three of the five three yeah the three five, of yeah. three of Villarica's five yeah sorry yeah but yeah that's still impressive i mean the five losses out of the five losses you have three of them are still in the state champion or state playoffs that's that's impressive yeah five losses two to Carrollton, 
two to Bremen and one to Hurd, and obviously Bremen and Hurd still playing in the state championship. And I talked with Coach Cody Skinner, and he was he was talking about how things are starting to click right now here at the end of the season with the bats and with the, with pitching. So that's exactly what they needed. Billy, they're they're twenty eight and five, and they're just now starting to click. Yeah, isn't oh, that scary? Goodness. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, buddy, that is uh, that's good. That's good to hear. That is good to hear. And also in volleyball, we have 19, 20, and 1 Hurt County versus 30 and 11 Mount Pisgah Christian and 15 and 27 Temple versus 34, 13, and 3 Mount Bethel Christian Academy. Isn't Mount Beth, isn't Temple tonight? Both of them. Both of them are yeah. tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Both volleyball uh, are tonight. And that's on the stump at games and events calendar. But yeah, we will. We'll know the outcome of volleyball tonight. Now, Billy, I'm not sure if you know. Uh, I don't know if volleyball state playoff bracket is like softball. Is it double elimination? I don't believe it is. I think it's think single it's elimination. Single elimination. Yeah. Uh, so two more, two more teams left in the volleyball state uh, playoffs and five teams left in the softball state playoffs. Folks, I will bang this drum until I am dead. The West Side has the best girls athletics in the entire state. We just yep. do. Through, yep. through every single sport, we have the best athletics for girls. So if you are a uh, girl out there that is interested in playing sports, you are in the best situation you could be in for the entire state of Georgia because just about every single school has some girl sport that they excel in, and a lot of them have multiple, multiple sports. No freaking doubt, honestly. All right, let's get to the stuff at, or excuse me, let's get to the Marine South scoreboard. Uh, the only thing really going on in the Marine South scoreboard, there wasn't anything locally. We had Monday Night Football last night, and Chicago actually put it to New England. 33 uh, to 14. I was surprised about that. Billy Zappi came in, took over for Mac Jones. Yeah, that oh. was um, that was a surprising, very surprising game, man. I watched until the fourth quarter. Dude, Justin Fields didn't look bad. Has, he did not look uh, bad. Uh, has anybody checked on Boston Connor? Oh, he is. I cannot wait to watch the McAfee show today. That guy is going to be off his rocker. We're dead. <laughs> Patriots are dead. You know, that whole that whole thing. Yeah. So, that, that man, dude, the Patriots are the Patriots look terrible. But we talked about this yesterday. Like, the quality of play in the NFL this year just seems down. Outside of about five or six teams, like, the quality of play is doo-doo. It's bad. Yeah, yeah it is. And as Bryce mentioned on the Stumpet Games and Events calendar, volleyball tonight, Hurd County versus Mount Pisgah. Christian, I'm exhausted of Mount Pisgah already. This is the second time, the third time that I've heard them this year. I'm done with them. I'm done with them already. <laughs> and then Temple has Mount Bethel Christian Academy, and that is also t- this afternoon or this evening. Yeah, um, let me see if I can get a time for that real quick. Uh, they didn't have one listed today. yesterday. I think it was um, when I saw the flyer on. I, I would assume Facebook. so because that's when the other one is. Uh, boop, boop, boop. Oh yeah, I forgot they put flyers out on um, out on Facebook everywhere. I even follow them and I even saw the exact flyer you're talking about. It is a six, yes. So the Temple and Heard County tonight at six o'clock. Hey Bryce, yes. I need another cup of coffee, dude. Dude, that makes two of us. That makes two of us. Another cup of coffee brought to you by realtor Hannah Strawn with Robert Goolsby Real Estate Group. If you are interested in buying or selling a house on the west side, give Hannah Strawn with Robert Goolsby Real Estate Group a call. College game day heading to Jackson State this weekend versus Southern. I'm hyped for that, man. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it, and I'm really excited to see how they handle the whole thing because this is the first time they've gone down to Jackson State in, in a while if they've never been there. And I'm interested to see how the entertainment factor continues to be just growing and growing. You know, how, how big the crowds will be at Jackson State, you know? Yep. When you've got a, a great thing like that, you, you want a big crowd. So hopefully that, that'll happen. And, you know, that'll be the last time uh, Deion Sanders is on uh, game day before, you know, um, he, he takes the Georgia Tech job. You think Deion Sanders is going to Georgia Tech? <laughs> oh, my God. Why would he do that? A, it's a power five job. B, it's coming back to Atlanta. C, he can get his son a starting job as a quarterback in Georgia Tech. Dion, Dion, if you're listening to this podcast, <laughs> do not go to Georgia Tech. I repeat, do not go to Georgia Tech. What are you doing? What are you what? doing? What? Because think about this. As media, wouldn't that be freaking great having Dion in here every every single week? Nope, because he oh, would God. flutter off into irrelevancy in two weeks. Oh, no, he Georgia wouldn't. Tech sucks. They can't recruit. Why would he go there? Oh, I, bet I, you, I bet you he'd be able to recruit. I, bet I would I would bet my entire recruit. 401k that he would never have a winning season at Georgia Tech. Oh, I, I would take that bet all day, He's not, he, all day long. I, I, go to Georgia Southern. Go to West Georgia. Hell, go to Georgia State. Go to Kennesaw. Go to Mercer. I'd rather see him go to any of those schools than Georgia Tech. That Oh, man, that would be, that'd be career be suicide. There's no doubt in my mind. I think he's going to get bigger schools all first, too. I think he's going to get Probably. What if he goes to Nebraska? Oh. That'd be just as bad as Georgia Tech, though. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe worse, honestly. Maybe worse. <laughs> uh, Colts bench quarterback Matt Ryan will start Sam Ellinger the rest of the way. Boy, they have had a run of failed quarterback experiences up in Indianapolis. That sucks for Ursay and Pat Mack. Yeah, it does. And it sucks for Matt Ryan. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm still I'll always be a fan of Matt Ryan. I don't care, guys. I mean, he's he's the greatest Atlanta Falcons quarterback that we've ever thousand had. Thousand percent. Yep. We talked about this yesterday. You, you, you know, we kind of argued is Matt Ryan better than Marcus Mariota right now this season? I would, um, can it be any worse? No, he, uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know if he's going to be any worse. I think Mar- I think Mariota is a little bit better than than Matt Ryan's been this year. But yeah, I, yeah. I, I'm telling. I, I told you the, the Colts for some reason are the one of the only teams that I've watched every single snap of every single game. I don't know why. I don't know why I watch the Colts. I guess because Patty Mac likes him. Things, man, that the ducks that he throws. Mariota throws just baffle me. Like, just give me somebody who can. Oh, never mind. When Matt Ryan tries to run out of the pocket, he looks like Forrest Gump with the leg braces on. That's what it looks like when he's trying to scramble out of the pocket. With our run game, I don't need him to run. Just give me. Um, never mind. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> uh, NHL salary cap could jump four million dollars next year. Huge. That's yeah, that's a lot. Big jump. Yeah. Last year, Especially with the salaries jump. in the NHL. Last year it only jumped a million, so jumping an extra three. Oh, yes, please. Yeah, yes, please. that's a lot. Yeah, uh, J- Jets agree to trade uh, for Jaguars running back James Robinson. That's to replace the injured Brees Hall. I guess. Surprised me honestly. And yeah, yeah, me too. Like a couple picks for that. Fifth and a six, or fourth and a fifth, or something like that. Um, 
the Rams were also offering to the Rams were in on the uh, Mac, uh, McCaffrey, the Christian McCaffrey trade. Uh, so running backs moving, moving here and there. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what the rest of the NFL has before the trade deadline coming up here in a couple weeks. Uh, Chris Paul joins Jason Kidd and John Stockton as the only players to have 11K assists in the NBA. 11,000 assists. Are you serious? That's insane. I feel like CP3 doesn't get the respect that he should for the way he's, he's played the NBA. He's 1, a Hall of Famer. Yeah. One of the greatest defensive point guards I've ever seen as well. And 11,000 assists? Are you kidding me? That's nuts. Good Lord. I- does Trey get there? <sighs> I know it's early. I know this is a hard question. This is his what? Fifth season? Somewhere around there. Ooh. I'm not sure how many he has right now. Uh, he, would have to, he would have to start doing a lot more assists. Uh, right now, he has... He has 2,500 assists right now in essentially four seasons. In four seasons. Yeah. Well, Chris Paul's been playing for, what, 20 years? <laughs> At least. <laughs> He's been playing for for. I'm going to say right now as we sit, Trey Young will get around nine. I don't think he'll get to 11K. But who knows? Trey Young, Trey Young might, not, uh, might not play as long as Chris Paul did. That's true. Yeah, not a lot of people do. Uh, Jim Nance to call his last final four in 2023. Ian Eagle to take over. Who in the Ian hell Eagle. is Ian Eagle? Ian Eagle. He is a he's a really good broadcaster. His name is Ian. Ian. I already hate the guy. <laughs> I already hate the guy. That's Ian, Chief. That's not Ian. Ian. I will not he, listen to him. I hate the guy already. And when Casey Bass hears this, this he's going to be like jumping all over your your junk, man. It's why. It's because Ian. Ian Eagle is a nope, really, really good broadcaster. Don't care. His name's stupid. Your name's listened, Ian. You've listened to Ian Eagle so many times that you just probably just don't pay attention. Dude, I doubt it. I don't want I don't watch. I don't listen when the TV's on. I almost you always mute it. TV, like Ian Eagle calls it on radio too, and he's really freaking good. Like, you know who the only really person good. I listen to on the radio calls like sports that. games? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Casey, Casey Bass. Uh Mr. Paul Keels. Up in Columbus, Ohio. Oh, Paul Keels is good. Love Paul Keels, man. Uh, yeah, so Ian Eagle is going to be on there. And I will punch him in his face for uh, saying his name is pronounced Ian. It's not. It's Ian. Was he Russian? What a jerk. No. I hate that guy. <laughs> Just off his name pronunciation. Already hate him. Immediately. Boom. Right there. Can't stand him. Going to ruin the final four. Uh, today in 2005... The then longest baseball World Series game in time, five hours and 41 minutes, and tied longest in innings, 14. Uh, it got tied with game two of the 1916 World Series and game one of the 2015 World Series. The Chicago White Sox beat the Houston Astros 7-5, to game three at Minute Maid Park. Uh, this is a record that stood for 13 years. That's a long end. time to watch baseball. Through the Astros. That's my thought. And the Phillies. My thought is, I wonder if anybody sat down and watched almost six hours of baseball straight. Can, can we get to the points where, um, and, and Bryce, I know I, I talked to my dad about this. With this World Series coming up with the with the Astros and the Phillies, how much are you going to watch? 
I won't watch a single pitch. I don't think I will either. Not not consciously. I'll say that. Not if I if I'm flipping around and I don't see anything else on TV and I have you know I have 30 minutes to an hour free or whatever, I'll flip over and watch the World Series. But that's that'll literally be at the very bottom of my list. Yeah, I, I have zero interest in it. Um, I know it's the World Series. I know it's you know we're baseball fans and and whatnot. But a I can't stand either one of these teams. Right. Like, right. I can't stand them. And, 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 I, and I like the Phillies. I mean, I like Bryce Harper. I think, you no, know, see, that's the thing. And I'm not going to watch either. I know. That's what I'm in. It, like, you think about it. When's the last Super Bowl you didn't watch? It's never happened. Yeah. I The, the first Super Bowl I watched was in uh, 98, I think. Somewhere around there. 98 is like when oh. I first started liking sports. That was the Falcons World Series or Super Bowl? Falcons Broncos, right? Yeah, yeah. So that was the that was the first one I ever watched. I've never missed one the rest of my life. Uh, NBA Finals, the first one I ever watched was the 76ers and the Lakers. I don't remember what year that was, but Allen Iverson uh, was going off, uh, and I've never missed an NBA Finals since. Uh, uh, now, I might NBA not watch Finals. every game, yeah. you know, but I'll catch I'll catch a game or two here. Um, you know, I, I won't. In, unless unless there's a team I like in it, I won't watch every single game, but I'll, I'll catch the games. The World Series, Billy, the only time I think I have ever watched when the Braves weren't in it is that year that the Diamondbacks made their run with Kurt Schilling and Randy Johnson. Uh, yeah, and the only reason I watched is because I loved Randy Johnson. He was, a, he was a massive human being throwing the ball hard. I'm not going to lie to you. I, I've watched the Indians-Cubs uh, World Series. Um, I when was that? Up. That was... 2016. Oh wow! Okay. Um, I don't even remember that, that happened. That was, when, that was when the Cubs won the World Series for the they first won the World time. Series. <laughs> I did not know that. <laughs> Breaking news. Huh? <laughs> Alrighty then. Cubs won. Congrats, Cubs! Hey, good job, Cubbies! Was, good job. 108 years, I think, somewhere around there. I didn't. I didn't know they won the World Series. Yeah. So, wow. Um. Seeing that, um, and I kind of, you know, when you grow up with Chicago parents who were Cubs fans and 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 hate pecans, that is one of those people that um, he went to Ridley Field before they actually put lights on the field. Whoa, <laughs> so back he, in the twenties? No, actually, it was like back in the seventies. Believe it or not, they still didn't have lights on the stadium, <laughs> so That's everything awesome. was, was uh, day games, but. When you, get, when you live with them, it, it kind of it made me tear up a little bit because knowing how passionate those Cubs fans were, just how dedicated they were, and, and congratulations to them. So that's that's why I watched. But outside of that, I don't watch that many because if my team isn't in it, like, I'm done, man. And, and listen, oh. folks, I am super ADD. Like, um, yeah. I, it, it's well, tough. It's it's tough for me to sit down and watch an entire Braves game, but I do because I love the Braves. It's tough for me to sit down and watch any baseball game other than the Braves because there's just nothing going on, man, for a long period. When Bryce says that he's watched he's watched every single Colts game, it hasn't been watching just the Colts. He's been watching about five or six other football games on at the same time. Bingo, bingo. Yeah, I have to. I have. I can, I sitting down and watching one singular game for me. 
it doesn't matter what the sport is, is so boring. I lose, honestly, like when I'm watching the Hawks, as soon as a foul happens, I get frustrated, I get bored, and I flip it off. And I have to come back to it because I, I just, I, I, I'm super ADD, man. I, I can't, I can't sit there and do it. So I have to have multiple games going on at once. That way, my brain that has a short circuit somewhere can always have entertainment. Even at our kids' travel ball games this summer or this past spring, prices were at the games. But he's like, he's flipping through his phone the entire game. Yeah, <laughs> taking like, a nap, yeah. doing something. I it's just, I can't. I had I don't know I can't I, yeah that's why that's why uh, I get fussed at for not taking commercial breaks as uh, as much as I should well, on, on Friday nights yeah that's I wrote that in big red letters now I have it in big red letters on my notebook <laughs> to to shut up and take a break because uh, I'm not really good at that you got anything else to say Billy you got anything else to add today man nope <laughs> all right let's get out of here on today is Tuesday I almost said Wednesday let's get out of here on a hot Tuesday and we will see y'all tomorrow same time same place shake your neighbors just shake them shake your neighbors <laughs>